0: Yeah, I'm here.
1: Hey, Mark, how's it going? Hey, guys, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Friday, April 10th, 2020. We are recording this episode on Thursday night to make for our guest schedule. Uh, Thanks for everyone who's listened this week. We've had guests all week, it's gone a lot smoother. We're going to try to continue to have guests to not only uh, grow the show, but also just get some variety of topics in and continue to uh, grow uh, all together as we sit through this quarantine, sit around uh, trying new things, uh, just being bored and trying to stay active. So we hope you continue to stay active and continue to give us a listen. We really appreciate it. We started a a Facebook page with our links on there to the anchor podcast site. So feel free to pass that along. If uh, you think anyone else would be curious to listening, we'll, uh, we'll, We'll have more guests on next week. That's the plan. We already have uh, most spots booked up. So, thanks for participating to those who have and who will in the near future. So, it is my privilege to bring on another guest today. Uh, He is the brother of someone we had on earlier this week. He is a coach at Rio Hondo Prep, he got his start in Care Youth League. Uh, He started coaching in high school when I was a freshman, way back when, in 1999. Man, it's weird to even say in the 90s. Without further (laughs) ado, let me say uh, welcome to Mr. Mark Carson. Hey, Mark.
0: Hey, Matt. How's it going?
1: It's going well. It's going well. As as good as can be, we'll say, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Looking forward to normalcy, but uh, in the meantime... You know, In mean, the
1: meantime, <laughs> absolutely. Well, well, Mark, uh, you know, our friendship has grown over the years. It's it goes way back. Um, and I was thinking about something today, uh, talking with another guest about our umpiring and starting. I don't know if you realize this. You were actually the coach of the very first baseball game I ever umpired.
0: Huh, I did not know that.
1: You were coaching. Yeah. You were coaching the tigers, triple a. Okay.
0: Um, okay. In,
1: in uh, it'll always be wingate park to me, but it's also right. been Kayla, Kayla Russell. And it was yeah. one of those week weekday games. Okay. Remember, where, Yeah. You just play and, and I happened to be walking through the park, uh, got dropped off, was headed home. and <laughs> I was wearing a Navy blue polo shirt and I think black shorts. And yeah. I noticed you guys didn't have an umpire and you knew who I was. And I think you said, Hey, what are you doing? You and I, and I went out there and, that's how I got my start. I came back the following week and, and I umpired another one of your games, and I'll never forget. You told me, "Hey, big zone." Uh, I think you were playing each other. You had two teams or something. You said really yeah. big. Zone. I called it. I called a guy out on strikes when a ball bounced, and, <laughs> and you told me. I said, "What?" You said, "Big zone." You're like, "Yeah, but not not that big." So so, Mark, that's <laughs> the last time. That's also the last time I've ever listened to a coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a fun bit of trivia there.
0: Oh, that's great and the rest is history, man.
1: And there we go. Right. So now I've uh, talked about myself a little bit. Let let, let me, let's talk to you. uh, Speaking of that time. So you got your start coaching uh, in care youth league at various levels, but you started uh, with the tigers and just kind of went from there. So what was that like?
0: Yeah. So six years in Covina um, with the tigers, I actually played in the youth program out there. And so I was very, very, very familiar with the territory and uh, how the teams went. And, um, loved every minute of it. I was under, um, coaches, Dave Reed and Jim Davis two kind of curiously coaching legends, uh, who, who took me under their wing and, um, uh, learned a lot from those guys and, um, gave me a lot of autonomy and a lot of freedom at a very young age. Um, I think, I think they could tell I was ready for it and, uh, chomping at the bit. They're always there to, you know, <laughs> kind of guide me along, but, um, you know, they let me have my own team when I, when I'm 18 years old and, um, it, it was a blast doing that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I remember coaching and, um, funny thing. What, what I remember, you know, you were on the Gators, which was also, um, headquartered at Wingate Park. Right. And, yep. uh, didn't know you at the time, but, um, you stood out. I remember asking who, who's the, who's the Gator quarterback <laughs> with the yellow face. mask? <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's that kid. And, um, and, you know, back then, everyone had a gray face mask, and if it was a different color, you know, you might have taken home and taken off your helmet and painted it um, yeah. you know, one of your team colors, and the Gators were, I think, uh, Columbia blue, navy, and a, a green trim, mm-hmm. maybe, and this guy shows up with a, a yellow <laughs> face mask. So, what's the so, story? I, I've never asked you, what's the story behind the yellow face
1: mask? I thought I told you, but, but here it is. So, yeah. I, I, you know, you get your standard-issued uh, face mask with the youth, the youth program, the youth equipment. Right. And I made the switch to quarterback and I may have even played the, my, my third, whatever it was, whatever year it was with the, 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 the all the big face mask. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a football junkie. And as a kid, even I was like, Hey, no, I want, I want one of those quarterback face masks, you know, the, right, kind right. Of the three bar with the no note, the no nose bar thing. Right. And so I begged my dad, I begged my dad, we finally go, we, we go to get one. And I swear, Mark, the only color, they didn't have blue, they didn't have black, they didn't have white, they didn't have anything that would have worked. They had like a maybe a red, who knows. And they yeah. had a yellow one. And my dad's like, well, do you want this or not? And I was like, I do. <laughs> I do. But And then we thought about painting it, but he was like, ah, I don't want to take it off your helmet. And then my mom, God bless her, she was like, well, you know, it's really easy to see you if it's yellow, so <laughs> let's just – so that's the story. I, I got my quarterback face mask, right? That the Troy Eggman and all those yeah, guys were yeah, wearing, yeah, but go. it was yellow. So yeah, beggars can't be choosers. And yeah, I, yeah. I definitely
0: that's great, I remember that
1: that's yellow so face mask.
0: So I mean, there's hundreds of kids playing youth football, right? In this league. Mm-hmm. And there's one guy with a yellow face mask. Just one guy.
1: <laughs> Not even the team with yellow uniforms. No, yeah, had, exactly. Had, yeah. had a yellow
0: one. Exactly. So, but- yeah. But I hear where you're coming from because uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not that much older than you, and and I had two older brothers, right? And yeah, and, um, they would have not let me wear the standard, you know, uh, plastic <laughs> face mask that came on. It's like, dude, you got to get a face mask. And so my favorite player at the time was Walter Payton, and so I want, I'm like, I want a face mask like him. And so it's like, all yeah. right, Mark, we'll, we'll get you one. And I don't know how these scrounds went up. They're probably in junior <laughs> high, high school. And they stole one from one of their buddies, and. It didn't quite fit my helmet, but, you know, I'm not wearing a plastic face mask, man. I'm going I'm yeah, to wearing no, a real thing. Absolutely I, not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's, yeah. oh yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. And if I know you, uh, like me, you know, especially at a young age, you got to have the look, right? You got to have the wristbands exactly. and all this stuff. Take exactly. it till you
0: make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, Got to be spatted up, man. Oh man,
1: yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the story, and uh, I have to tell my dad sometime. He probably won't even remember. He like, "What? Oh, really? Oh, okay. What about you, a blue one? <laughs> Whatever." <laughs> I know. so anyway, uh, we'll stay kind of on that uniform topic. And Mark, I really hope today. To, first, so before we go to uniforms today, uh, we recorded another podcast. We ran it all the way through. Then we went to listen to it and there was some audio problems. So we had to redo it. So I hope okay. you don't have, don't have to redo this. I hope everything works out, but, yeah. uh, but if not, you know, we'll, we'll do it again and, and try to remember some of these things, but hey, I man. Think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll have a good laugh again.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it works, but either way, man, uh, I'll roll with it. Um, it's not Sweet. like we don't have, not like we don't have time on our hands. So exactly. Anyway, and and yeah. I just want to say, I uh, appreciate you uh, having me on and what you're doing and thank you for having me on.
1: Oh, for uh, sure. For I'm sure. And, to say that. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And I really hope we grow, uh, you know, we, we grow and I don't know who I'm talking to necessarily, but i I've been told there's a few people listening. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah. I remember you, Mark, as a coach, uh, sticking with the uniform thing. I remember you were, you were so prepared for everything. You knew a way to like motivate young kids, even before you even moved into the high school ranks. And yeah. you talk about uniforms. I remember you'd have championship football games and you'd have your kids f- – these are fifth graders, mind you. Yeah, you'd yes. have them show up like two hours before kickoff, <laughs> and you sold them the idea. Typically, you're like 30 minutes for a game, but you'd have them yeah. all show up early, number one, to get them all there early so there were no issues. Yeah. But you'd spat them up. You'd, you'd spend time taping them all up so everyone looked looked the same, and it was cool. It was a thing to do, and it was just something special. And it's yeah. the kind of the kind of thinking that I think uh, was was far beyond its time.
0: Yeah, um whether it's that or or I remember we were one of the first teams to have um you know the cuffed fitted look on the jerseys as opposed to the baggy jerseys mm-hmm. that were still kind of popular. Um and, and I actually got my mom um to to sew those. Like we 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 chopped up some old jerseys and she hemmed them up and put in elastic. She's like, What am I doing here? I'm like, Well I'll just do this and do this. Yeah and she did it, you know, and it looked super cool and yeah. um and it's kind of ahead of its time. But um yeah, that was just part of the thing. Get them fired up and and um, yeah, the, the Carrie's you know, kind of philosophy was, hey, get there 15 minutes early or whatever. And, and I always said, we're, whatever that time is that everyone else is telling them throughout the league, we're going to beat it. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to get there ahead of them. And so um, I remember uh, one of our dads, um, his name was, man, Mr. Gonzalez, Nick Gonzalez's dad says, yeah, I was walking by these other parents from the parking lot. And, and you know, their kids are straggling in, you know, one by one walking into the field and, and they look at our guys who are out there before any of their kids have even barely showed up. Uh, they're just getting there and we're already stretching, lined up doing our thing. And like, oh man, we're going to get our behinds kicked today. And it's like, and you know, um, hopefully we beat them. We probably did, but I don't know how it went, but you know, it, it's, that's a big part of the game, this organization and, and, and looking right and doing it right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, Mark, there's so much of these intimidation tactics and stuff these days, yeah. but you know what? So there's a lot to be said, I mean, you don't see the U S military out there hooting and hollering too much. They just kind of just psych you out by like this quiet intensity and organization. And that, that's, that goes so far.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, you know, we'll have guys or teams that, you know, nowadays, um, teams will come up and they'll, you know, they're all, we're always outnumbered, you know, usually it's two to one as far as number of players we suit up and, um, not all teams do this but there's a few teams for whatever reason and 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 they'll try to intimidate you pre-game hooting and hollering yelling at you and and we tell our guys just ignore it you know just ignore it and just go about your business and um yeah just, just kind of quiet confidence i think to me that's the most intimidating thing you can do and, and it's at the same time it's, it's respectful to the other team and, and mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. respect to the game so yeah it's how, a- how we do it at rio and that's and how I've always done it
1: so absolutely it it, it uh, I think as an alum I'm really proud of the tradition in that uh, type mm-hmm. of environment and, and it's just it's so unique and, and I love it yeah. so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about you at Rio Hondo Prep now you, you coached yeah. a long time in the youth program you my freshman year you came right. up you got pulled into high school and you right. were working uh, initially it was like uh hey you're gonna be the special teams O line guy. You were just on the staff, yeah. if I remember right. correctly. And, and the exactly. best the best part of that year was you driving us to 7 Eleven after practice, usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like cool, coach Mo Mark's on the staff. This is awesome. Um, yeah. but but anyway, so you were you coached a few years on the lower levels, JVs. Um, you eventually moved up to the varsity, you worked with the special teams, then you moved to defensive coordinator for many years. And just recently, a few years ago, you got the, uh, head coaching job at real hondo prep. So that's gotta be a, a dream fulfilled for you. And just tell me what that's been like rising through the real ranks.
0: Um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, this is my, this would, we're going into my third season as head coach and, um, yeah, definitely, you know, a dream come true uh, for me. Um, not something that I was pining for or anything like that. It was just something that, um, I wanted to do. And, um, coach drain, who's been our, who I was his defensive coordinator for whatever, 17 years. Um, I felt like he was always kind of grooming me and he never really said like a hard date. This is when I'm turning over the reins or anything like that. Um, but, but he would always ask my opinion from on everything from, from practice schedules to, uh, who, who we should put on our schedule um, you know, he let me do the uniforms, uh, you know, going back to that, um, you know, all that stuff. And, and, um, I could tell he he was kind of doing that. And then, and then, yeah, a few years ago, um, um, he decided to, you, uh, kind of turn it over and, and, uh, I've been very blessed and, um, happy to, happy to have the range of the program and just trying to keep it going, you know, keep it rolling. Well,
1: Real Honda Pro Football could not be in better hands than yourself. Um, I was ecstatic for you to get the job. But real quick on uniforms, while you were on the staff, I you know Rio had this very traditional look: black tops, uh, white white helmets, white helmets forever. Right. And right. there's a lot of uniform changes going on in the NFL right now. And you guys made that switch to the black helmets and pretty much an all black look at home. And I, at first I was like, Oh, this is different. Oh, I like it though. It grew on you and it's a great yeah. look. And what was the decision to kind of change tradition? Because my take on uniforms, okay. New, new is cool, but there's, you got to honor the heritage and tradition of, of, you of, of schools right. too, I think. So tell me about it.
0: Yeah. So you want to be, yeah, you want it. New is cool and, and you want to have the modern look and, and fit, but um, you want to be, we've always tried to still um, maintain a classic look you know, where it's not over the top any one way. Um, A big thing we did was get rid of the red in the uniform. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you noticed that, but um, we we always had, had had red trim and sometimes a lot of red, but the last few, you know, few years, I don't know, five or six years, our uniforms have been primarily just black with white trim. Maybe our road uniforms would have a little red. And so um, really, it's really though a clean look and, Mm -hmm. Um, the black, we couldn't get much It's head to toe, you know, face masks are black socks are black, cleats are black, uh, pants, jerseys, even the numbers are black just with white trim, you know? So it, it was, it was a total blackout look, uh, but give you a little heads up. We're doing, we're kind of transitioning over to a, uh, or we are transitioning to, to new uniforms, uh, for 2020 and, uh, bringing back the white numbers and, uh, may even go white face mask with the black helmet. Um, you know, just for a little, little preview for your for your uh cool. listening audience, and um, we're bringing back the red also as a as a as a trim, um, and so you'll be interested to see how that turns out. The red is it's not kind of the candy apple red that, that Rio had had in the past. It's more of a subtle Alabama like darker red. Okay. Um, and so I think I think our fans are gonna like that. Our road jerseys are white with with that um, Alabama red numbers. It's going to be a really cool, clean look. Again, uh, we resisted the temptation. You see so many different things, whether it's camouflage, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. you know, stripes going everywhere, its way or anything like that. Uh, we tried to keep a classic look, but modern fitting and and clean. That um, we think our 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 players, you know, they already have said how much they like them, and we think our fans will like them too.
1: Very cool. I mean, I'm a little partial to yellow face masks. I think you gotta have one or two maybe on the team, but uh <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe for the kicker or I don't know. We'll find some, <laughs> okay. we'll some do way that. in there. Maybe yeah. we'll do that
0: for uh, you know, when we celebrate the uh the uh, <laughs> oh whatever that was, oh one championship team. We'll we'll have our quarterback wear a yellow face mask. Oh
1: that's right. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Take yeah. taking me yeah. back now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way back when. Real yeah. um, Hondo prep started eight man, oh started six man football way back when. Had yep. some great, great years in eight-man football. Uh, actually, my senior year, we went 11-man. Uh, we were the guinea pigs. We did what we could. A few right. years to transition. But then Rio, for the smallest school in California that plays 11-man football, has excelled <laughs> tremendously. Uh, how, many, how many CIF uh, 11-man championships do we have now? Is it four?
0: It's four, yeah. We've been okay. in six championship games, uh, uh, won four of them made the playoffs in every, every season um, and dating back to even eight, man, I think it's, it's like 24 seasons in a row. We've made playoffs, which um, is just phenomenal. Credit to yeah. the, the great kids, the great families, the great um, coaches who have come through and, and the staff and support staff and the administrators top down that, that support our program. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's a great tradition really fun place to coach and um yeah we're hoping we can keep it going
1: absolutely and you know some friends talk to me about why do you talk about real hondo why do you care about real hondo football Uh, you know and and they they ask me because i'll go to games or i'll i'll post something or i'm very proud of real hondo prep and real hondo prep football in particular because it's just special to me i can i can love my los angeles rams all i want but I never played for them. I, I'm not exactly. That's that's not a we situation. I can like uh, a college football team all I. I never played for a team. You go to the school one thing, but when when you've played for a program, and right. anyone who's being honest with themselves, if they played at a high school too, there's a little bit of pride that they put right. on that same helmet that 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 those kids are. And they may not go to games or whatever, but they're right. still deep down a, a care about your your alma mater in football, especially.
0: Right. And and when we're doing well, um, you hear from alumni, you know, and and they're proud of that. And um, I'm more than happy, you know, any alumni who comes back and wants to get on the sideline or whatever, Hey, yeah, get on the sideline. And and I love seeing a full sideline for a big game. Um, You know, can't do that on the road, but for a home game, um, alumni love coming out and and it's kind of our brand. Um, There's a lot of things our school does well, but, if you would say the real Hondo prep brand uh, more than anything, it's, it's, it's our football program. And um, I think for good reason.
1: Absolutely. And, and I didn't ask you about this beforehand, so you can tell me no, if if it's not public knowledge, but uh, yeah. is, is, uh, can we discuss your season opener next year?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think. Okay. That,
1: uh, I'll yeah. let you go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll say this first. Real Hondo has been a rival with Pasadena Poly for many, many years. Uh, right. it is it a little sabbatical when we were playing eight man and, and, but we came back to 11 man. Anyway, they're a school, uh, pretty close to Caltech over in Pasadena and we're not going to be in the same league anymore, but they are going to play each other next season. And I will let uh, Mr. Mark Carson give you the details.
0: Yeah. We, uh, have played poly, I think almost 50 times. And, and it's one of the few teams that we've played, um, more than like five times where we have a losing record actually. And it's, it's, it's really close. It's like, we're like 23, 24 and one or something uh, like that all time against Poly. Uh Great rivalry. Um, we beat them this year, but they had beat us uh, three of the previous four years before that uh, we had won like eight of nine. So um, it goes back and forth, but it's a great rivalry. Good friends with, with their head coach, Chris smoke and, and uh, our athletic directors go way back and so they came to us, um, even though we were uh, we we're both changing leagues, and said, you know, we obviously still wanted to play, and we had something set up for I think it was week eight next year to play. And we both kind of had a buy, and um, they said, well, would you want to play us week zero at the LA Coliseum? And um, we had a we had a week zero game already scheduled, but we're like, uh, yeah, we'll move that if we if if you guys. <laughs> if you guys will have us. And so uh, we had to juggle a few things around, make a few switches, and, and everyone was very accommodating um, to do that. And, yeah, so we're playing them at the L.A. Coliseum, uh, God willing that this gets this yes. settled with the virus and all that. Uh, yes, on, uh, please. Uh, yeah, August 21st at the L.A. Coliseum, 7 o'clock. And so um, uh, we want all RHP alumni, Poly alumni, too, uh, come on out for that game. And I'll be uh, down there
1: about three o'clock mark
0: yeah tailgate <laughs> do what you want to do it it'll be a great time and um and it's a great rivalry. you know uh today this year's game was was down to the you know last two minutes of the game uh we beat them twenty eight twenty one i think in the eleven man history of the prep league, which is like twenty years um either us or Pauly has won the league every time and yeah. so and so it it's uh it's a great rivalry, probably one of the best rivalries in the San Giro Valley. That 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 you know, not a lot of people may know about because it's, it's smaller schools, but um, it, it'd be good football too, and and it, you would enjoy that
1: for sure. I, I mean, I you you don't want to diminish any other rivalries out there, but uh, and again, some people are probably laughing at me for talking high school football in in April right now, <laughs> but talking with our good friend uh, Mark Carson, yeah. and you know what? There's no other sports on, so I am That's promoting. Right. Well in advance, the Pasadena Poly Real Hondo Prep football game at the LA Coliseum. Yes, you heard that right. And Mark, when you really think about it, uh, USC football, Super Bowls, Los Angeles Rams, yeah, the Olympics, Dodger right. baseball, World Series, and now Pasadena Poly and Real Hondo Prep <laughs> at yeah, the Los Angeles Coliseum. It's just awesome.
0: You know, it's going to be a surreal experience. And um, we're not going to fill it up. Obviously it's probably going to look empty, but um, it's going to be surreal. We're going to come out of the same locker rooms and, and play on the same field under the same lights that, that all those teams you mentioned It's just going to be a phenomenal experience for, for the the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but especially the players and coaches um, I remember Matt, me and you were at a game, uh, I think a CIF championship game. And um, kind of a two, two part story here. Um I was saying, you know, I can't remember who it was, Long Beach, Poly, Loyola, maybe at the, at, at Anaheim, but um, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I go, man, I go, I have a dream someday of playing, you know, coaching on a, coaching on a field like that. Yeah. And, 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 and sure enough, it's going to happen. But the second yeah. part of that was, you said, you know, I have a, the same kind of dream and it's to, you know, be officiating in a game like that. And so, and I know you've, you've already done that. And so it, it's cool just to see how life unfolds and mm-hmm. how blessed we are. And, um, and, and, yeah, we're excited. Our our kids are excited. Uh, I guarantee Pauly's players are excited. And, and, yeah, God willing, we get that game in.
1: Yeah, oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> clear their schedules. Everything else can be pushed right. back, but we've right. we got to make that happen. Uh, that's right. on my calendar. It's circled. And, I, you know, I'll tell you, Mark, I've, I've had the privilege to to walk on the Coliseum floor and come out of that tunnel for uh, some other chain crew thing I was doing. But, uh, yeah, the the biggest privilege uh, the of, of my life was getting to work a – uh, that Division One football game at Angel Stadium, Anaheim right. Stadium. uh We had gone to that game plenty of times, and getting yeah. the honor to to work that game, to be in on two- the field,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, in 2015 as an official, it was it was such an honor, and it was just, oh, man, it, all the hard work had come through, and I just thought all to all the times you and I had gone to that stadium, we we went every year it seemed like to watch a CIF final just to right. go out and watch high school football, which is something you and I did as I was in high school after high school, we just always right. went to games and cause right. you were hungry to see good football. And, and I always yep. was. And so that's something I will always remember. And I think that it's definitely shown in the things you've been able to do with the
0: program. Right. Uh, well, yeah, appreciate that. Um, it's all about the players, you know, uh, we mm-hmm. keep getting, guys who want to play and and play hard and play real on prep football and good players. Um, you know, we'll keep winning, but, um, yeah, I definitely feel that the, the, not the weight, it's more expectations. Um, I appreciate that. And I wouldn't want to coach somewhere where there are low expectations. You know, Mm -hmm. I I like having high expectations because, um, it, it adds a little pressure adds a little juice to it. You know, you have a good crowd on a Friday night and it's, there's nothing better than that. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, you're, you're officiating history. You, you, you ref the first game, your first game of your career – or umpired. But I remember we were also partners a lot in games. And, I was going to uh, bring that up, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. We uh, – we, every Saturday, whether I was in high school yeah, – mostly high school, a little junior high even. Uh, Saturday mornings, Wingate Park, uh, we work one or two football games uh, in the youth program, little two-man crew. And then we <laughs> go up to – back to your plate. You were living with your parents at the time. Yeah. You go up there order pizza and watch college football. It was the best Saturday on the, on the planet.
0: You can't beat it. Yeah, man. And, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, we did it cuz I think we enjoyed it. Um, you know, and uh I think the uh 650 or $7 per game was, <laughs> was was uh was a um a a very small part of the reason we did it. But um mm-hmm. I think more than anything, when I when I thought about why why we enjoyed it and why we did it, I think it's because um we were we were friends, um, but I think it was because we had both grown up and played at Wingate Park, and we wanted to make that product yes. um, top notch. And so Absolutely. we thought we felt the responsibility. Hey, any game at this park, we're going to make it the best we can be. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to look good. We wanted we wanted to know what we were doing. We wanted to ref or umpire a great game, um, and, and have the fans and the and the coaches and the players all feel like they were getting you know the star treatment, even though they're you know 10 years old right right so. no absolutely i mean because yeah. it matters
1: even at a young age you right. you, you officiate a game or you, you go to play a game and you see a guy walk out uh, sloppy and you know right. wearing uh, navy shorts or something who does you know yeah. okay he doesn't want to be there but right. but mark and i we'd go out there and we'd have our black slacks on working basketball games and we'd be yep. uh we, we I remember we 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 found some great we found some gray slacks for some baseball postseason game. (laughs) We were like, we're wearing gray for the postseason, Like the real, like it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. It was the beginning of me, like really understanding the, the image and just taking, like you said, a a charge, taking a a command of, Hey, this is, this is an important part of not only carry youth league, but the kids experience, they deserve something good. So we wanted to do a good job and that was a lot of fun, man.
0: Right. And it's never about, it was never about us, but, but we wanted to make it, it was to us, it was about the program and we, and the experience for the kids and the, in the families. And, and, um, you know, I could see that in, 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 in almost all the officials who do our games now, you know, and and they're great guys and they're out there to do it. You know, they want to enhance high school football and they're out there to, you know, we're on the same exact page. We're out there to help got help young men have this great experience. And so, um, I, that's something I always appreciate about high school officials is is how sharp they look and 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 almost all of them have great attitudes and are pros and, and know what they're <laughs> doing. So um not a hundred percent, but but
1: almost No, no, almost just all. like yeah, just like just like, like anything <laughs> else.
0: Coaches, like anything.
1: Player, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Right. And you know, Mark, unfortunately, you know, we talk a lot about officiating um yep. after games and sometimes after a tough loss I'll wait I'll wait a little while to talk to you about it. But <laughs> uh-huh. um you know what? There, there, is a, there is a heavy shortage of offici- officials in general at all sports,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it is tough. You don't want to defend guys for, for being bad, but unfortunately, sometimes there's no solution. We need more people. Um, You can't be running off guys who are doing youth ball and making mistakes and maybe at higher levels, you know, get to high high school or something. It's different, but freshman JV games, you see parents screaming at officials or coaches losing their minds. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of guys get their start. Sometimes their first game is working a freshman football game. It's not a, yeah, you can't just light up guys. Like that's the first time they're working a game and uh, you know, they didn't work any youth games or anything like that. So I think. The, the behavior really needs to start better at lower levels and yeah. it'll, it'll work its way up hopefully, you know, but yeah, for everyone.
0: Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, it's, I, I feel bad on, on the, the times that I've, you know, let an official have it, especially at a lower level game or something where it's like, dude, come on, what was I doing? And <laughs> uh, you know um, and, and, but by and large, I'm, I'm trying to be supportive of those guys and, and kind of work with them. Um, I think you're aware that, are uh, we're one of the few teams that practices at night, right? And so mm-hmm. we we get uh, the San Gabriel Valley Officials uh, Association has asked us, can we come out and train some of our guys at your practices? You know, because they're they get off work and, and you know they want to train mm-hmm. some guys. So so they'll come down on a, at our night practice and and work with their young guys and teaching them teaching them the ropes, teaching them proper mechanics. And so I'm a big believer in that. And yeah, we want. Um, we want, You know, officials are, are a major component of the game. And so we want ours to be the best, and we want Southern California officiating to be great. You know? Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good thing you do, and you're not doing it to, to trying to gain any advantage. It's just no. using Rio Hondo as an opportunity. Hey, get yeah. some live reps. If you want them, right. we're here. We're playing. Right. So uh, it's a way to contribute, you guys contributing to them, just as like right. they're contributing to you. So yeah, I think that's great, Mark. It's stuff like that that you guys do that other people may not know, they may not notice, but yeah. uh, you know, it is so influential to what you guys do on and off the field. And I think that is so, so important. So I, I, again, I, I'm echoing, I'm just extremely proud to be from Rio Hondo prep. Uh, my time there, I'll, I'll always try to get back for the, the big games. You and I talk a lot during the season, uh, yeah. but just an overall thought of Real Hondo prep. If you can sum up Real Hondo prep in a few sentences, a few goals, a few, uh, right. Just what you guys are trying to build—not just in football, but everything. What are because you're you're in charge of most of the high school now too, right? So, yeah. Uh, what, what's just your thoughts on building men and women at Real Hondo Prep?
0: Okay, they interviewed um, Fortune 500 CEOs and said what what two qualities are you looking for most in an employee? And the top two, um, and they were separated by a percentage point and I can't remember which one was one and which one was two, but we're teamwork and leadership. And um, when I, when I look at what we do at Rondo prep, I say that that last word in our name prep, it can never be more appropriate because we are getting, preparing these young people for life, college and beyond. And, and um, how are we doing that? Not just, you're going to get a great education, um, but the character training that goes through our program. And so and so you talk about teamwork, right? Everyone has to be on a team when you come to our school, everyone, believe it or not, you know, we'll have 55 boys in our high school. You have to everyone, their freshman, and sophomore years has to play football. And um, if they get to their junior year and they've had enough, they want to, you know, opt out, they can. And most um, we'll choose not to, but they can't. Uh, we want everyone to try it because we think football is the ultimate team game mm-hmm. and you're not going to, you know, you can have a stud, uh, you know, great pitcher and kind of, um, and still be successful in baseball. Um, and not, and that you have a great pitching pitcher, maybe one or two guys, and have a great baseball team. Basketball, you can have one phenomenal athlete and kind of, you know, hold your own, or if he's really good, have a really good team. But football, you can have a star, he can be the best player in, in, you know, in your league, in your division, but if you don't have players around them and if you're not executing as a team and you're not prepared to, to win as a team and, and all that that goes into that, then you're not going to be successful. So um, are prep. You're not, you're not just going to have a great education. You're going to learn teamwork. So that's number one. And then leadership, right? Um, leadership by, um, in, in multiple ways, but you can be a leader through, Um, on your team you can be a leader in your class and and we teach leadership through assistant coaching and so these young young men and women who come to us it's not just theoretical again they're going to get a chance to go out and work with young people it's supervised with you know adults present but hey i'm going to coach this team um i might have five guys they might say hey go run this drill you know, the head coach might say, go, hey, run this drill with these five guys. And so our high school guy who's 14 is going and helping seven-year-olds, you know, do a tackling drill. And, and talk about learning leadership, you know, mm-hmm. it's a great way to learn. And so we want our young people to graduate with both those qualities. They, they can be led, they can be part of a team, and they can lead. And I think you look at, at – um, our graduates. And I think we do a great job at that. No matter what occupation or line of work they choose, um, they rise in their field and and their leaders and they know how to be on a, be a good teammate. Um, That goes to life, you know, husband, wife, right. Um, Being part of a team, part of a family, right. It's, it's something that they're going to use the rest of their life. So that's not a one or two sentence thing. That's a longer (laughs) explanation, but um, in, in two or three words, it's teamwork and leadership. And um, you know, our, our organization and school motto is is their future is now, and most most young people, you know, they can barely think about the next twenty minutes, right? But but, <laughs> but, but we challenge them to to um, hey, think about your future. You know, what are you going to be doing in fifteen years? And then work work back from that. And what do you need to be doing now to to get there? Um, and I think you know you you're a great example of that. And um, as far as you're, you're umpiring and officiating it's like that's something that was nurtured in you from a young age and, and um you had a plan you had a goal and, and you went for it you know and it's it's cool to see that and uh, <laughs> and whatever you know whatever line of work people choose and you could, i could point to you know dozens and dozens of our of our kids have come through and it's like man they're you're just killing it they're doing great in, in whatever line of work they've gone to and and that's what makes us so proud you know and so oh yeah um Teamwork and leadership, I think, in a nutshell, um, is it. And uh, yeah,
1: I, I think it, like if I have a sample size, I look at my class. My class, uh, right. I mean, we, we had a guy become a fireman. We had a guy right. uh, work be like a child family therapist. Another guy's a coach. We have people in the medical field. You, you right. see it. I mean, the proof is is it, the fruits that real Hondo Prep bears. The fruits right. of the tree. Uh, you just really see the leadership qualities out there and I don't think everyone sees that right away, but it's, it's just the, it definitely produces a good, good fruit from every, every branch. And I, right. it's real. You do a lot of different things as you mentioned. So uh, a big part of leadership is accepting responsibility. And so you talk exactly. about those guys working with kids. It's, right. it's, it's, it's accepting a responsibility. Hey, your, your job, your task is to work with these kids and for today's age working having that for 15 16 17 year old kids it's got to be more of a challenge these days uh, every single year for you and the staff at rio to work to really sell that to to high school kids it just with the technology and the modern age and there's so much change and so what kind of challenge is that for you
0: well there's you know um we're in the age of instant gratification and so they can't see it's you gotta, we gotta train them to see that, man, this is going to be good for you down the road. Most of you aren't going to be coaches, right? Mm -hmm. But we want you to learn how to lead learn how to work with other people. So whatever occupation you do, you're going to be good at it. You're going to do those things. Um, But yeah, it's a nihilistic, narcissistic society. We're living in me, 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 me. And um, we're trying to turn, uh, these kids and and look out for somebody else, you know, um, focus on taking care of somebody else. Yes. You gotta, you gotta get your stuff right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, gotta take care of you too and get your house in order. We, we totally, um, preach that and, and, um, try to instill that also. But, um, a good way to do that is, is to learn to serve and do stuff for other people and, um, take on responsibility you know, so giving giving kids responsibility at a young age, not overwhelming them, but some responsibility that that they can draw on when they're when they're a young adult, and they can say, you know, I've done that before, I've been been in a situation like this, and I can I can handle myself. I'm gonna I'm going you know be able to approach this problem or difficult situation I'm in with confidence because I've I've been it been there before, done it before.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so wonderful to hear. I've heard it many times. Uh, th- you know, it's fun to just, I feel like Mark, we're like we're at a football game uh, in December, just watching from the stands, uh, m- eating some in and out burger and having yeah. uh, some hot chocolate. Like we used to do and just hanging out, talking and uh, just bouncing off all these ideas and, and what is so great. And this, uh, this didn't, this wasn't necessarily planned plan to be a real Hondo prep commercial, uh, <laughs> but, but I knew talking to you and your new positions yeah that you know it was gonna it was gonna be that way a little bit so let's let's deflect a little bit here from that but you work with mostly high school boys right all day all day really right you some uh, females there too with uh, classes I'm sure something but yeah see with high school boys all day how do you then take that hat off and then go home to your lovely wife and four four daughters so you're the only guy in the house after working with guys all day. What's that yeah. transition like every single day?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a ride, man. Let me just tell you that it's um, uh, but I would, you know, people ask me as a coach, especially, oh man, don't you wish you had sons? I'm like, no, I love it just how I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have, you know, if I could, I would have four more daughters, you know. But um, um, it's there. There's something special about the father-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, they're still, um, the older ones, not necessarily, but the younger ones are, you know, they're running to meet me when I get home. And it's like, and that's, that's a priceless feeling. You know, I can't, you can't, you can't replace that. Um, and my wife does such a great job with, with our girls as far as keeping them organized and and on task and, and, um, um, she handles, you know, their schoolwork and, and she's a teacher herself. And so, um, all that stuff is, is um handled by her so when i get home it's let's play you know <laughs> and so and so and so we're playing and and um we're blessed to have you know a pretty big backyard and and we go out and play and and um or playing wiffle ball soccer whatever it is or just playing tag uh going on the swings whatever and so they run me ragged it, it, believe me there's no there's no real uh break it's 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 play time and so um and I think it, you know, maybe it softened me up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I can not really answer that. <laughs> I, could, I could. I couldn't answer that, but um, maybe someone else could. But um, yeah, it's it's. Um, I'm living the dream, man. Uh, oh, that's I don't know how else to say it. That's yeah. great,
1: man. It's great to hear. And uh, I know your brother Dave has a couple daughters, and Todd he's talked got to three. him. He's got three. Oh, he's yeah. got three. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, see, I yeah. mean, they're, they're, there's right. Carson. Carson girls everywhere, man. <laughs> it
0: seems right? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there are.
1: Todd yep. just had uh, two more and uh, or two yeah. girls and two boys, I believe. And uh, right. man, it's, it's great to see you guys doing such great things. Everyone's pursuing uh, their dreams and a lot of them are coming true. Uh, I will say this. You have been, had a huge impact on so many guys. So, your brother Todd also, Dave also. Uh, I don't think three brothers have done more for uh, a large group of of young men that went through care and Rio. Uh, I don't think you're going to find three more uh, inspiring brothers. We'll say um, out there, and just each one of you is different. You, mm-hmm. each of you are very different, but you're still Carson men and good men, and you you are uh, you've really. Uh, inspired and done a lot for a lot of different guys. I talked to about you to my friends sometimes and and about Todd and just the, the great memories. And we just know that you guys are going to continue to do good things. And it's really exciting to see the work uh, that you continue to do Mark.
0: Hey man, I appreciate that. Um, I would have to, you know, give all the credit to my parents, you know, and it's, uh, um, they raised the, th- the three of us and then I have two sisters also. So five kids. Um, and, you know, if, if we all turned out great, they had to be, they had to do something right. You know um, we had an extended family through, through carry League and real Hondo prep. And, and um, there was also a lot of influence there, but by and large it's, it's, it's my parents, you know, and, and my mom from instilling really, I think a, uh, a, a, um gracious attitude, you know, being grateful for everything, um uh, was big, big in her book and always being thankful. Um, and you know, I think that's kind of the secret sauce of happiness, man. When you're, when you're grateful and thankful for what you have, it's kind of hard to focus on what you don't have. And, um, my dad's probably his biggest thing was just his tremendous work ethic that, that, uh, if I got half of it, I'd be, I'd be glad because, um, the guy, um, you know he he's just a great worker a great work ethic and 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 just the way he lived his life is is um and is living his life is just an example to all of us and so um yeah credit to them man i don't know i don't know what you know what their secret was but uh yeah if you say that about all of us i think that's that's a compliment to them and i could only hope in 50 years that uh the same thing can be said for, for our daughters, you know, when, when when that time comes around. So um, anyway, I, thanks for saying that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I have no doubt. And you know what's funny is, is Todd said the exact same thing you did about your parents. And uh, it's mm-hmm. just it just goes to responsibility and it, it just it goes everywhere in life and family and, and everything. And you know what, Mark? I just thought of something. If you're up for it, if I'm still doing this podcast, if we're still doing football down the road, I would absolutely love and, and sorry to you, you umpire listeners and you, uh, you other random <laughs> people that are listening. I wouldn't mind spending 10 minutes on a, uh, I don't know, Monday morning, maybe to recapping the real Hondo Friday uh-huh. night game, just asking you a few questions, uh, talking about hopefully a, another win and just, uh, talk, talking yeah, to you during yeah. the football season it's a long way away. A lot has to happen, but it would be a, a lot of fun for right. me to do. And, uh, you know, give us something to look forward to. Yeah,
0: hey, I love that. And um, I don't know if you saw, but, yeah, CIF officially, I think it was yesterday, put out a statement, Commissioner Wygod that uh, the spring sports are, are officially mm-hmm. canceled. And so the next sport is football. And he was optimistic that it's going to happen, I think. Um, we're all cautiously optimistic that it's going to happen. But, yeah, I'd love I, to I do think, that, yeah, that yeah, uh,
1: just I told people like, what's a podcast about. I said, honestly, it's going to be a little bit of everything, uh, a lot of sports right. talk, officiating. And I'm going to talk about my high school mater a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Uber driving. We'll talk about current events. So uh, selfishly, I'll, I'll throw you guys in just because I'd love to talk to you and, and hear more from me. But we will talk well before uh, that October or excuse me, August 21st. Uh, just I'd love to have you back uh, some point down the road and we'll talk a little bit more uh, next time uh, th- about other things than, you know, uh, yellow face masks and, and uh, <laughs> reference uh, fifth grade games and stuff. We'll come up with some better content, but I'm still learning along this thing and just trying to uh, learn as I go. So uh, I appreciate the support, Mark. Uh, uh, thank you for having us. I know it's late here on Thursday night. I really, really hope all the sound went through fine on this. Uh, I, if not, yes. we'll, uh, we'll find time and, and do a repeat interview somehow, but, uh, any, any parting, uh, parting words before we head off,
0: Mark? Um, well, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll just remind your listeners, um, what my wife said oh, when boy. she, we were listening to one of your, <laughs> we we're listening to one of your podcasts, um, in the kitchen. And she said, uh, one of the things that, Uh, that I love doing and always appreciate appreciate when I get invited is is going to our uh, our uh, the weddings of of guys I used to coach and so um, I think Claudia likes that too that's one of our fun (laughs) things to do you know and so she said Matt she goes so when when are we going to Matt's wedding and uh, I just want to put that out there for you there's no pressure or anything but but we're looking forward to that and um, hey man this has been this has been a blast and uh, uh, my pleasure to do it anything Anytime. Uh, Yeah, no,
1: you've been here for, uh, for me and a lot of other guys. Uh, I mean that, and uh, we will talk soon, have you back on. I always bounce ideas off you uh, just regarding anything. So yeah, let's, uh, let's not wait for another podcast to chat, but uh, the next podcast you're on, we'll definitely cover some, uh, some more good ground Mark. So thanks so much for coming on.
0: All right. Hey, you're welcome, Matt. All right. Stay safe out there, Mark. Hey, you too. All right, guys, thanks for
1: listening. That was uh, another great episode with another great guest, Mr. Mark Carson. Uh, whatever you're doing out there, whether you're out, whether you are running to the grocery store quickly, or just uh, visiting some family, uh, just stay safe in everything you're doing. Okay, uh, well, that wraps it up for this week. We will be back Monday. We will have some more guests next week already lined up. I will not tell you who's coming in on Monday, but be rest assured we will be there uh, when uh, Monday rolls around. So please tune in again. Thanks for listening to all the podcasts. You can always go back and listen to them on the Anchor app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a fun week for me. Um, I know we're all quarantined, but keep doing what you got to do out there, guys. That's all we can do. And my uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. So wherever you're at, guys, get home safe.